Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hungarian Football Podcast. This is Chris Barrett, and after a much, much too long hiatus, we're finally back on the air to talk all things Hungarian football. My usual cohort, Mr. Thomas Mortimer Esquire, is much too busy doing important things these days, although he is always with us in spirit. <laughs> in his stead will be my NB1 preview partner in crime, Paul Tressa. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Chris. Good to be here. Awesome. We're glad to have you. Looking forward to uh, doing many more of these. Well, we are well into the 2019-2020 uh, season, almost at the end of Euro 2020 qualification, but that just means there's much to talk about. Uh, first, let's get to the national team. Marco Rossi's Hungary side are currently in a qualification spot in second place in Group E after seven matches. And after a great start to the campaign, there was hope that Hungary would have already sewn up their qualification to next summer's tournament. But after a disappointing defeat to, at home to Slovakia, they still have some work to do. Uh, the good news is that they are in control of their own destiny. A win against Wales in Cardiff on 19 November will put them through no matter what. Um, Croatia plays Slovakia three days before Hungary's final match. And if Croatia avoids defeat, they will qualify. Slovakia are on 10 points, Hungary on 12, and Croatia atop the group with 14. If you followed me that far, uh, Slovakia will surely defeat Azerbaijan in their last game, so Hungary will need to beat Wales. If Hungary and Slovakia finish with the same amount of points, then Slovakia will qualify due to their head-to-head -head record against Hungary. Uh, if you remember, Slovakia won 2-0 at home in, on the first match day, and then in Budapest on match day 6 by a score of 2-1. to one. Awful, awful times. Uh, however, if Slovakia upset Croatia, then Hungary will leapfrog the World Cup runners-up with a win in Cardiff, leaving Croatia at the mercy of Slovakia. The key here is that Hungary are in control of their own destiny. So, Paul, how realistic is a Hungary win in Cardiff in November? Well, I think there's a good shot at it. It reminds me a bit of the match they played last time around against Northern Ireland, where I believe it was a 1-1 draw, if I was correct. And they played well there. So anything is possible. Hopefully this game will, will mean something and they'll uh, have it in control of their of their selves. So depends on Slovakia, as you said. Uh, anything's possible, even Slovakia drawing to Azerbaijan. Uh, Hungary was very, very lucky to uh, earn that win against Azerbaijan. Uh, there was that last play. Uh, I'm sure you remember that one. What did you think of their play against uh, Azerbaijan? Well, I think um, Korhut's goal was amazing. Um, that was so fun to watch. Um, I, you know, I think they're pretty pedestrian after that. Uh, felt like they had a few chances, but... Um, you know, Azerbaijan was uh, wasn't poor playing in in Budapest. I thought that um, they did a they did a pretty good job. And you're right, they were lucky. Uh, Hungary, that is, um, were lucky to escape there with all all three points. Um, a little unfair, but as you've mentioned before, and I've heard others, the uh, Hungarian team probably needed. A stroke of luck or a good decision go their way because we've seen so many go the opposite direction so there's that yes exactly and uh i was a bit afraid if they uh 
lost that game or drew, I, I think Rossi was ready to resign. So I'm, I'm glad that they did find a way through in, in that match. Uh, talking about the Wales match, uh, quite a ways off, but uh, hoping Adam Knight returns. He hasn't played since, I believe, the Slovakian match. So he hasn't played for his new club side of Bristol City either. Hopefully he can get healthy. Uh, Dominic Soboslai appears healthy, so he's a key. Even at age 19, he's a big, big player for this national team already. Uh, Tomas Kadar had a very rough game in Azerbaijan. He had a very rough game there, uh, not Azerbaijan, but the prior match, excuse me, against Croatia. Don't believe he was even featured against Azerbaijan, and I don't see him playing much for uh, Dinamo Kiev. So, Hopefully he can get his confidence back, uh, return to the team. Uh, we may need to have uh, Mate Patkai back. Uh, he seems to have that magic foot. Uh, it would be nice to have him back. Uh, and of course, our striker, uh, Adam Sully, I think, I think it's the type of match where uh, he will get a lot of service. It's uh, his style of play. So uh, anxious to see uh, how that works out for him. Uh, what about you, Chris? Which... Uh, players do you see as being the keys to a win in Cardiff? Well, I think you're right um, with Sobosly. I, I, I think he's the future. The free kick uh, that he uh, scored against uh, Croatia. No, it wasn't Croatia. Who, who did they? Who was that? Slovakia. Uh, I believe it was Slovakia. Oh, Slovakia. That's right. It yeah. was against, that was, the, that was their one goal against Slovakia. And the two on defeat uh, was stunning and really brought him to attention uh, con continentally, I would think. It was, it was really uh, a moment for him. At, at such a young age, uh, it really, uh, I, I, just, I just really feel like he's, he's a player for the future and one they have to keep playing at this level, uh, regardless of what happens against Wales. But uh, I do think he's becoming slowly and should become one of the key players uh, we've already seen him play well starting for red bull salzburg in the um in continental play so um in the champions league so there's there's a lot there i think he's a player that has to continue to be groomed for the national team and i think he is an important player and will continue to be one if he continues to get experience at that level i think willie orban is still an important player uh and yeah, I, I, we agree. I think with him, just uh, just a very strong presence, uh, tactical, skillful player uh, there at the heart of the defense. I think we'll continue to be one of those players, and I think he'll also be a key player in in that match. Okay, and then uh, one reminder is Chris and I do write a predictions column weekly on HungarianFootball.com. That's sort of how we 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 got together. Nice to move to audio, but. Chris, we're in uh, round 10 already, if uh, you can believe it. Time flies in Hungarian football. But uh, I was wondering, what are some of your biggest surprises so far that you've seen in uh, MBA? Well, uh, if, if, we're, if we're moving on to the league, I think, it, you know, there, there's just been so much. And like you said, it's been we're about a third of the way through the season now. So there's a lot. Uh, uh, I think the biggest one, uh, first of all, is this is probably the fourth year, fourth season that I, I've really invested in Hungarian football. Um, and 
at the top, I'm beginning to see a um, uh, a group of teams breaking away from mid-table, which we haven't really seen this early in the season in a, in a while. Um, and uh, I think the biggest surprises for me is that two of those teams up there are Medjugorje and Pushkas. Um, who would have thought that at the beginning of the season where you have uh, Mezokovesh as uh, yes. joint joint top <laughs> with Fehervar, formerly Vidi, and, uh, and Ferenc Baros. So uh, that, would, to me, would be probably the biggest surprise. Uh, maybe also seeing a team uh, close to my heart, Wipesh, who are only two points away from the relegation line. Uh, they've had a difficult season. And they have been unlucky in a lot of ways. Uh, they played in the Derby a couple of weeks ago, and it was just really hard to watch them hitting posts and missing shots and really outplaying Friday and not getting at least a point uh, was really difficult. So um, for me, that's uh, those have been the standout surprises. Paul, what about you? Well, uh, I... Uh agree with a lot of those. Uh, I'm surprised at Pucks. I thought Pucks would show more. Uh, they're, for some reason, one being close to my heart. I think I kind of am curious about them with their old Hungarian side, so I kind of like to keep tabs on them, but they seem to start well and end terribly, and this season they're starting very bad, so it looks like they're going to be relegation contenders from the start. Uh, the, the, the two new sides, uh, Kapushvar is kind of doing what I expected. Uh, Zola Igerseg, uh, I think, is showing a lot to me. I think they're still adjusting to the play of the first division, but uh, if they can kind of get things together and uh, get a bit of luck and cohesion, I think they can stay up. Uh, I agree with you on Uipesh. They were a big surprise to me uh, where they are. They played Ferenc Varus uh, very tough uh, two weeks ago. That was a Great Derby, one of the best ones I've seen in recent memory. They had so many chances, and they just couldn't get it past the magic goalkeeper, uh, Danish uh, Dibus. Uh, I'm a little surprised at Ferenc Varish. I was thinking they would maybe pull a Fehervar on us, where they'd be a little tougher to play on two fronts. But so far, they're doing very good on both sides, uh, uh, Europa Liga and the NBA. So they're looking good. Uh, Fehir Bar is looking as good as well. They're about where I expected them to be. Uh, very impressed with uh, Pushkash Academia. I think Pushkash and Mezerkirvesh have both been surprise teams. Uh, I like both sides. Mezerkirvesh, I really like that squad. Uh, really like their uh, their manager, Attila Kutor, his all-black look. I don't believe I've ever seen him wear anything but black, but he's sort of the Johnny Cash of Hungarian <laughs> football. And very impressed with Tomas Cherry. I, I like his game. He's 31 years old. I wish he would get a call up for the national team because he brings some skill to that side. So I think they made a lot of good uh, signings. Uh, I think they made a trade with Uipesh as well, where they uh, received uh, Daniel Knight, I believe, and he's adjust. He's joined the side as well. So I think Mezerkovich and Puchkash will be up there. Uh, Homemade. Uh, has done well of late, their fifth position. So they always seem to be around. Uh, love having uh, Lanzafame back at home day, seeing him play more 
love her or hate him, he makes Hungarian football exciting. So, but one more would be Debertsen. I thought Debertsen would be up quite a bit higher, but uh, they're mid-table and not looking well. I think they've lost four of the last five. So they've been a surprise on the negative side. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, just kind of looking top to bottom here from uh, from the table, uh, just would like to revisit a couple of things because I do think that um, there really is a lot happening. Ferenc Bauer's coming in uh, and doing what they've done, quite honestly, uh, is pretty spectacular. They are still within a shout of the uh, of for qualifying for the knockout rounds in yeah. the Europa League after a one nil win, a shock one nil win in Moscow yeah. this week uh, or last week. That is Roland Barga getting that late goal, um, really a, a pretty goal. Um, but it was uh, I think Zubkov that made the the pass and he just had to tap it in, but uh, still kind of keeping their medal and uh, getting a win there was huge and keeps them in, in within a shout and then staying at the top after really honestly, a couple of very disappointing performances against Weepesh and Fahervar. They were outplayed both times. Uh, As you mentioned, making some really great, um, performances the one player on that team though that um that i i still wonder what's going to happen is is groove the the goalkeeper that signed from on bed yes. last year who he was in a, such a great situation on Hanved. he was the man he was the hero he led them to their first championship a couple of years back and 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 as as gail mentioned i think just maybe followed the money at the wrong time and now finds himself securely behind the and probably not going anywhere uh honestly i think his best bet would be to find a team in the winter because <laughs> i can't see him really getting a whole lot of play unless the gets injured or um or, or whatnot because he's he's playing well he's playing in both uh, competitions, um, and uh, and then and Talkmac has been an amazing player. Going back to the spring preview last February, whenever when Tom and I did it, I was kind of making fun that they had signed yet again another no-name person from Scandinavia, and and look at where he's coming. I mean, he's really probably one of the better players, uh, not only on the team but in the league. He's creative. He can score goals. He's uh, very intelligent and has shown uh, really, really impressed me. Tom, what do you think? Or I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Paul, Paul come on. <laughs> Old habits. Don't worry. Hopefully you'll get used to saying Paul. Yes, he is a very exciting player. He's, he's one of my favorites on Freddie. And he's just Mr. Excitement. He takes anyone on. One of those players that shows no fear. He'll take on two, three players. And he'll he'll have a bad game, and then he'll just pick himself up and uh, do something magical. So he, very exciting player. I've been very impressed with him. Good signing. Uh, Bully, their other signing from uh, Scandinavia, is kind of a little bit inconsistent. Uh, he seems to have a little bit of a connection there with Tokmak at times. So he's coming on ever so slowly. And then I think we, we can't forget uh, David Seeger. He's... Uh, I, I like to say he's overrated, but I think I have to start rating him a bit higher than I have been because he's a tiny guy, but uh, he gets the job done and uh, he's moved up. It's amazing that just a few years ago he was playing for Balmas Uyvarosh. 
just promoted to the NBA one, and now he's playing for Ferris Bowers, scoring goals, two goals last week, and making a national team appearance. So he's he's been one of the surprise players for me, I think, who's uh, really come out. Uh, any, any other surprise players for you? Um, well, I'll, I'll just I'll just keep moving down uh, the table because I, I really wanted to touch on every team. Sounds um, good. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for um, uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, for Ferenc Virus, I, I would just want to mention one more. Um, Eldar Sivic, the their left back, has uh, been another really good addition to the team and has given them a little more depth in defense. But um, again, I don't want to give them too much credit. <laughs> I do think that that they've uh, they've gotten by. They've done well. Um, they could do better. Um, I think Red Rob would like to see them be a little more consistent, a little more attacking, um, a little more uh, um, really just put their stamp on some of these games, and they haven't. So um, I think the difference is, is that that uh, uh, with uh, between them and Vidi last year is that uh, they're staying at the top and um, are are getting the uh, the results. We'll just see in the next three games in the Europa League if they'll be able to keep it up. Um, and so moving back to Vidi or now uh, Fahervark, uh, that's a that's a team that continues to impress me. Um, I think Marco Nikolic uh, maybe doesn't get a lot of the, the credit yes, he deserves. I agree with you. Yeah, he's he's just um, uh, it's a solid team. One of the things that that really surprised me is they got um, Danilo Pantic from uh, yes. from Chelsea as a as a loan signing. I mean, he was playing for Partizan. He uh, has come in. He started the game against French Bowers this week and um, hasn't looked poor. Uh, I think he still is adjusting a little bit. But uh, but that is, to me, that was, to me, a very impressive signing to get him on the team. Uh, they still have a number of veterans. Uh, Roland Juhas is still, to me, one of the best leaders, I think, in, in B1. And um, uh, he might rub people the wrong way but i think you need a little bit of that don't you as a center back and as a leader for um, sure and so um i think uh futach has also uh, really kind of come into his own after that uh the injury when he played for high high split um came in last spring didn't didn't really impress but i think he started the year off very well and and I think he's a player that um, can continue to uh, improve. And, and if he really gets on a goal-scoring streak, I think he might be able to carry this team a little bit up front. Um, what do you think about Fahervar this year, Paul? Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think they have the best two, uh, the best striking duel in uh, Hungary with uh, Armin Hodzic at six goals. And then you mentioned Marco Futaj at five goals. So I, I think the two of them make a pretty dynamic duo up front. Uh, they are, you know, they have all the players back. Uh, they have a solid team that know how to play with each other. They, uh, they, they have a good group that know each other. Uh, curious about uh, Adrian Roots. He's the uh, Hungarian-Romanian who decided to play with Romania. There's a little controversy there. Uh, he's been filling in for uh, Roland Juhas. So curious about him. Uh, but... They have a solid team. They have the great keeper as well, uh, Kovacic, and uh, I think they'll be up there. It, it's it's going to be a great battle. I thought the the match last week was, even though it was a uh, uh, two zero uh, 
Friday win, I thought it was very exciting football, and it's it's going to be a good battle between these two. And uh, so looking forward to uh, that. I think it's between the two of those uh, clubs for the Champions League uh, spot. What about yeah, – go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say one more player I think that uh, that really helped solidify them was the Macedonian uh, Visar oh. Muslio who has um, also just been very solid in central defense. Um, also, don't forget, they picked up um, Ivan Petriak from Friday yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, uh, via Shakhtar. Uh, so, you know, really adding a lot of good talent and watching them come together in the first part of this year has been really fun. And I'm with you. I think I think they're, those two are going to be neck and neck, and it's going to be another um, uh, Vidi Friday show towards the end of the of the season but who knows again this is the nb1 anything can happen we've seen this exactly. over and over so um we'll go down a little bit we've we've touched on uh Mezhikovej, but i also wanted to to see if there's anybody else uh that you thought i agree with you i think chetty is um outstanding i i really really like um uh Zapanos, their their goalkeeper who i i feel I mean, he started the year off wonderfully, um, had a couple of uh, trip ups, but I think, you know, I mean, every every player is going to have that over over the full course of the season. But he's just been amazing, honestly, um, and is backing a, a very solid defense. Um, they've added a couple of players uh, as well. Um, uh, they added a forward, um, uh, the Georgian uh, Zizabads. Yes. yes. Um, I just want to call him ZZ. <laughs> that works for me. And if, if he's tops the league, we'll just call him ZZ top. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think he has a little bit of work to do, but I, I think he was highly touted and, and he's coming into his own a little bit. But, um, um, you know, maybe even replacing a little bit uh, Gabor Molnar, who came from Pushkas and uh, on loan, and then they signed him. Um, as a permanent signing and um, uh, I'm not sure if he's been injured or what, or just hasn't impressed as much as last season, but, you know, hasn't quite been in as much as last season. Um, But yeah, there's just, there's some really good players on that team and and we're watching them really gain a lot of confidence moving into the second third of the season. Your thoughts? Yes. A few, few more players. Yeah. It it, it is amazing how Gabor Molnar looked so good last year and now he's on the bench. I didn't even make, their last match uh, against Debrecen. Um, and I agree with you on Zizi. I think that's a good way to pronounce it. It's a tough name there. So he's a he's a good forward for, for them. And I thought the they have a young player on loan from uh, Fehervar, Zombor Beretz. He's been playing quite well. I believe two weeks ago, he scored probably one of the best goals of the season. Uh, if you can check that one out, that was just one of those super goals. It takes a lot of quality. He's been very good, uh, and that, they have a strong team. Even their their bench is quite strong, so they do have a lot of players. They also added Tomas Tukac from Debrecen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play quite a bit, but he's a striker you can bring in. And uh, well, one of my favorite players who's kind of been gone for a while, uh, Richard Gusmich, has been signed by. Uh, he's uh, playing for Slovan Bratislava, or rather not playing, but his contract runs out at the end of the year, so I'm anxious to, hit, to have him join this side. 
So I, I think they this is definitely a squad that's that will compete for Europe. It would be exciting to get some new blood in Europe. And I think they have that team as long as they could keep these players together, maybe add a few pieces, but uh, definitely a team to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Cool. So let, let's move on. So we had Fahir Bar, Mezer Kervish, Ferenc Varush. We have Pushkash in fourth place. What, what are your thoughts on the club that everyone loves to hate? <laughs> I was just going to say that, um, uh, especially amongst our, our, our regular Twitter folks during match days. Um, not a very popular team, and, and we've gone over that a number of times. But yes. um, Zolt Horniak has come in and taken over this season. Um, uh, we've affectionately called their team now the Horny Boys. Yes. Um, and uh, they there are a number of signings, yeah. uh, including some of the signings from uh, last spring, I think, that they've had. Uh, I've, I've said before, Kamen Hajiev, one of their um, center backs, has – really improved their central defense yes. and that adding um thomas meisner um really as uh, they're they're just they they seem to be unstoppable the biggest thing though uh for me has been just their overload in attacking talent um another person that we love to hate ezekiel henty is someone who started off with a bang and we haven't really seen much oh. um and uh you know i i don't know if well, I, I'm not going to go there. I, I just I don't know if a lot of people care, honestly, <laughs> whether your turns or not. Um, David Vanacek came from um, Scottish Premier League. I think he came from Hearts, and Hearts. Uh, yeah, not very uh, well um, received up there. Uh, didn't give a, a whole lot of a, a, a very big chance up there, but he, he's come in and, and impressed quite a bit. He's got a number of goals and. Um, um, if he continues, I think this could really be a good landing spot for him. But uh, uh, they're a solid team. I know. I know you like what you see, uh, uh, Paul. What, what are your thoughts about them? You know, getting to fourth place and really, really challenging for maybe a spot on the podium. That's yeah, an exciting team. I agree with you. They were somebody I picked out at the start of the year who I thought could do something. Uh, I think they maybe have the smallest fan base in the whole league, uh, but I would say they probably have probably the prettiest the prettiest stadium in the whole league. But uh, a lot of good sightings, like like you said, uh, Adam Gorcho from Heidek Split is on loan. Uh, they would be wise right now, if possible, to sign him up right away because the way he's playing, he's either going to go back to Heidek Split or go to a bigger club because he's playing very good. Late, lately, I agree with you on the Bulgarian uh, Hadzim, um, and I think Henty, if if manager Jolt Hornak can somehow rein him in, can be a a valuable piece for them. He did come in last week as a substitute, scored the winning goal, and also had it had a yellow card, which is about his uh, his choice of play, a goal and a card. But if uh, he could somehow be reined in. He's a talented player if he can just control himself. So they have an exciting squad, and we, we can't forget uh, Joseph uh, Knezovic, who uh, was a valuable player last year for them. So they're an exciting team, and uh, I re really like the manager, uh, Joel Kornak. Uh, he has a lot of experience uh, managing clubs in the Czech Republic and speaks Hungarian. So uh, I think he's a good, good, good coach for them. Excited to see what they can do. 
do this year. So next we go, uh, mm. Budapest Hovade. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you start. Um, okay, sure. I'm happy to do that. Uh, <laughs> so Hovade has been one of those teams, I think, we, we, we all were scratching our head at the beginning of the season because we saw them bow out of uh, Europa League qualifying fairly quickly uh, under some interesting circumstances, but they were um, uh, not looking very good. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they started the season, and um, it, it looked like a train wreck waiting to happen. Sonino yeah. didn't seem to really have any tactical news with this team and it, it just seemed like uh boy they were going nowhere really fast they lost their first four games uh averaging about three goals against in those games and um their defense was horrible they had lost their uh the goalkeeper they signed at the beginning of the season um uh what was his name Do you remember he's uh israeli that's about all I Ruby Lef- yeah, Ruby, Ruby Lefkovich. He yeah, he's okay. right. He came from uh, he's Israeli. He looked really good in the first couple of games. He got injured uh, during Europa League qualifying and uh, don't even think he started uh, an NB one game. Um, so they were uh, they had a couple of young young goalkeepers come in. They finally signed um, Thomas Tyvel, who yeah. played for Mezikovic, and then last season he backed up Kovacic at uh, at Vidi. And actually played in the Europa League a little bit, so he's been around, um, brought a little bit of uh, of of skill and veteran presence to the team, and uh, they've actually done really well. And then obviously the big signing was um, was luring or bringing Lanza Fami back from from Ferenc Baris, and really just kind of a prodigal son moment where he uh, says this is the team he wants to finish his career at, and you know. Um, uh, insert the uh, emoji with the uh, the hearts for eyes. You know, everyone <laughs> thinking this is wonderful and great. And 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 to be fair, I think he this is just really the place for him, and he's done quite well since he's gotten there. Um, really, and and Sonino doesn't really need tactics when he has someone like Lanza Fam who he could throw out there, and he just couldn't produce magic at will. And he's done that. Um, uh, he actually got a yellow card for climbing the fence after scoring the game winner. Uh, uh, what was it two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, really funny, but that's him. That's that's his that's his uh, um, uh, way of doing things, and that's the kind of player that he is. He's very animated. He has a lot of character. Uh, he really can get under your skin. Um, but uh, oh boy, I mean, he's uh, that's his team, and I think we'll see that throughout the season as as Lanzafam goes. That's how Hunvet's uh, going to go. Yes, exactly. I, I would dare say call him Mr. Excitement because he just brings excitement to every match he's he's in. So I'm really happy he's playing because he really adds a lot to home bait and he adds a lot to uh, NBA 1. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. They've seen to shore up the defense since uh, Lonzo Fabe came over. and Maybe it's a case of having a better offense improves your, your defense, but they've been playing defense very well late, lately. They they brought back another player. It seems like it's homecoming time and uh, home day, but they, they brought back uh, Christian Badotz, who's been at he's been all over the world. Boy, we could spend a whole show on all the teams, all the clubs he's played for. He's back. He's playing. Uh, uh, 
They have Amadou Batari, who can be brilliant and he can be terrible. I think last week he was uh, a lot better. Two weeks ago, I don't think you'd see a player who missed as many chances as he did uh, in his match two weeks ago. I think I can't recall the match. Was it Zalager Seg? Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, he missed so many. I would say my he was horrible. Yeah, my grandmother could goaltend against him, but I must give credit to their manager, uh, Sadino. He started up and uh, he played well. He scored uh, scored a goal in the last match, so he's he's doing very well. So I have to give credit there. So they have an interesting team. They have some good young players. I like uh, uh, Betsy Bano Subo. Uh, they have Ben Hatira, who's not a younger player, but he's a skilled player as well. So. I think they have a good enough team now. They they don't need to play uh, David Nagog anymore. So that's that right there is improvement. So I think it's an exciting team and a good 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 combination of players. So I think they'll be up there as well. Uh, maybe they could add some players as well in the winter. We'll see what happens. So they're they're a team that will definitely compete for one of those Europa League spots. Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and uh, move quickly on to Kishvarda. They're um, really not doing so bad uh, after sacking uh, Laszlo Miriuta after just eight games. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that was a bit of a surprise for some folks. Uh, the the second sacking in um, the Hungarian league this season. Um, Laszlo Dika has come back in, and um, uh, I know he's sharing it with Kokshis, but he and um, uh, has really brought this team back together. Um, you know, they won their first game uh, with him back in charge and um, they're, uh, they're back up to fifth. Um, not maybe what we were expecting. Paul, what do you think? Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, Miruta was criticizing the uh, management saying that they barely have a decide to stay up. So I think the management maybe was tired, tiring of his criticism. So he uh, left, but uh, they have a solid team. Uh, you know, they have Grozov, who's an excellent player. I think one of the top foreigners in all of NBA one. He's excellent. Uh, they have a lot of exciting foreigners. Uh, Hugo Seco uh, has his, his moments. Uh, uh, Lucas scored a goal last, uh, last round. He's a, I think he's a cousin of Leandro of Ferenc Vagos, so he's a skillful player as well. So they have the players. Uh, Patrick Tischler can be amazing. Sometimes he can be terrible as well. It's probably better to leave him on the bench. But they 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 do have a lot of ex- they do have a team that could be exciting. So uh, I, I think mid mid tables about where 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 I'll expect them to finish. Well, don't forget Felipe. I mean, oh, uh, of course, yeah, <laughs> probably oh. one of the most colorful players in all of NB1. And, um, you know, uh, <laughs> they really are a team of, of very colorful players and, and a lot of diversity. I mean, yes. you've got, um, like you said, you've got Lucas, who's their, uh, their captain. Um, You've got players from all over, uh, even a Greek player, one of my favorites, and he's kind of simmered down. He had a really great uh, start to his career at Kishvarta last year. Stavros Sukalas yes. is, is a midfielder, um, but uh, 
uh, and last year it was just amazing as a defensive midfielder. This year he's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle with some of the new signings. But um, you know they're 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 not a bad team. Uh, another player that I'm really interested in seeing develop uh, over there is the Romanian Claudio Bumba, who uh, who came over and really didn't get into the team until the last four or five games. And um, he hit the crossbar last game. He looks like he's just getting um, gelled into that team. And if, uh, if, if they continue to play him, I think he's a player that uh, yeah. can impress. But, um, no, they're a good team. Uh, I don't want to talk about Tischler. He leaves a bad taste <laughs> no. in the mouth. Um, yeah, and, uh, and, and Gail Hope will know what I'm talking about. Just yes. uh, not a player that we want to speak of. No. And, um, anyway, so we'll move but, on. You know, <laughs> as you said, I'm really happy to have uh, Laszlo Dyka back. I think he's an excellent manager, and I think that's his place is to be on the bench. I think that will help them out a lot. And can't forget Felipe, and he was colorful last week in more ways than one. If you can go back and check out uh, – his kit he wore it was quite colorful <laughs> yes to say the least so, never yeah, surprises never surprising <laughs> that they do have some great fans i must admit their home game last week the fans were really into it they have their own uh name for the fans uh can't remember it off the top of my head but uh, the fan support is really amazing the fans were out there in their last match against pushkash they, they they lost by a goal but it was a great atmosphere. So, Chris, if we move on now, uh, Deborah said, a.k.a. Loki, so they're in the seventh spot. Yeah. What do you think about Deborah said? Uh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> I, 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 we, we've got a lot of friends who are Loki supporters, so I'm, I don't want to talk too poorly about them. But Deborah Chen is a team that started obviously very quickly, and they've, they've fallen off the pace very, very quickly. Um, they're they're a team with so much talent, I think this year, and I think there was a lot expected that they would actually really make a challenge for um, top three, maybe even top two. Yes. Uh, they do have the scoring talent. We see a lot of players on this team that can score. They brought in a number of scoring players, um, like uh, Haruna Garba. Um, you've got Kevin Varga, um, you know, and uh, but I think the thing that's really hurt them has been their defense. And I'm, I'm not quite sure if that is talent, because I do think they have talented defenders. Um, but I think, um, quite honestly, I think that it just has to be something with just their mental focus or preparation or something like that, because uh, you've got a really experienced, I would even call him maybe the godfather of, of Hungarian coaches <laughs> in MB1 and Andres Herzeg, who is uh, really someone that I've admired uh, since uh, following Hungarian football. And they just seem lost. I can't imagine that uh, they can keep up conceding this many goals, but um, you know, they're a team that is scoring a lot, but they're also giving up a lot yes. and hopefully they can turn things around. But um yeah, that's it's just a really it's a it's a head scratcher for me, Debrechen, yeah. so far. Yeah, I agree with you. They uh, they also one of their top players, uh, Adam Birdie, has been out the whole season. Uh, he's a big loss for them. Mm. The, he, he he did have a sus suspected move to Russia, but 
he injured himself and that fell apart. But he's a big, big loss for the squad. Uh, I think they have one of the top goalies in NBA uh, one. Uh, Shondor Knight is a great player, but like you said, with that defense, even he can't make all the, save every every ball. So uh, they've been giving up quite a bit of quite a bit of goals, and uh, it's been a surprise. Uh, they do have a young team, as uh, evidenced. Uh, Kevin Varga, uh, I believe, received a red card as a three-game match ban, so that wasn't the best choice on his part. So it still is a young side. Uh, Debertson's tradition has been to build their their club with local players from the area and then mix in a couple of foreigners for uh, good added punch. So, yeah, I'm hoping they can rally. Uh, it's not looking good right now. Uh, Bezer Kurdish could carry them quite easily. So hopefully they can, they can get it together because they are a team that uh, the last few years have seen to have that youth revival and they came up from a team struggling to uh, stay up to last season this team that uh, had a very good year so not sure quite sure about them we'll have to see uh, jury's still out but uh, not looking good at the moment at yeah all. well let's let's move on um we, we have covered a little bit of the next two uh we Pesh and pox um, I'm going to um, let you talk a little bit more about them. I, I, I do think that for Wipesht, um you've got somebody who's leading that team in, in Vinyevich who is uh, looking for a certain type of player. He's in a really difficult situation with the management, the ownership there. And um, and and not being able to sign players, I, there, I know he looked at a number of players that he was not able to get, um, mm-hmm. most definitely because of probably finances, uh, but uh, not able to lure the players that he wants. And uh, as we saw um, last year, I'm already um, losing the guy who was the um, the the tall French guy that. Uh, yes, that, I lost him too. But I, I know who you're thinking about. Oh, doggone it. How, how can I forget this? How does anyway. that on the line? Oh. <laughs> uh, shoot. So I'll keep uh, talking while I'm doing this, but because okay. um, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. But I mean, the other thing, too, is uh, the goalkeeping situation. Um, you know, Pajovic has <laughs> really gone south, I think. Um, not, not that, I mean, uh, again, being the self-proclaimed best goalkeeper last season didn't do him any favors, and then uh, and then this year he's uh, just made some really awful mistakes. You got Ben I that's come in and has been serviceable, but I don't think he's a long-term uh, number one for them at this level. Uh, at least I haven't seen that yet. Um, somebody change my mind, please. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's something that they're uh, that they're going to continue to struggle with. Um, and then again, not really having um, a frontline striker until Fexestrian uh, came in and did a good job. Boy, I'm, I know I'm butchering these names. I really wish I spoke Hungarian um, and could uh, pronounce these a lot better. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's just I, I I just think they have so much talent. We've seen them play really well. We've seen them play not so well. Um, and the person I was talking about was Lucina Traore. If you remember very, that, very good pronunciation. You beat me yeah. on that one. Yeah, <laughs> but Traore was a was was that person who uh, again had bags and bags of talent, but just had a horrible attitude, 
And Vinjevich is just not a player, I think, or a manager that's going to uh, put up with a player like that. And we've seen that, um, him not playing players because he just has had fundamental differences with their attitude. And um, that's, not, that's not a good fit for him. <laughs> I think he'd no. rather have a less skillful player that had the right attitude uh, any day of the week. So what are your thoughts on, on Weepesh and Pax? Yes, I agree with you on a lot there. I, I do think Vinjevic is one of the top managers in uh, Hungary. He's doing his best to get as much as he can out of his players. Uh, they played very well against Ferenc Varos. Uh, we're very unlucky there. They had so many chances, but sometimes that goal seems like it's so tiny. In the, and it was a good performance by Dibus, as we mentioned. So they played very well. Uh, against Ferenc Fowler should, should have done better. Uh, Sheen was a good signing. Uh, I agree that they're just missing an, another goal scorer. Uh, that's been a big, uh, big problem for them. Uh, and I think it's good that they, they finally did sit their, uh, their goalkeeper, try someone else because he's, he's made a lot of blunders. Uh, I think they've uh, missed their solid defender. Is it Robert? Litowski in the back. Yeah. And uh, we had Soma Novotny who uh, went to uh, South Korea of all places for the second division. But, uh, maybe the money is good there, but he was a huge loss for the squad. He was a huge goal scorer for them. So, so that, that was a super big loss there. Uh, yeah. They just trying to find their, their, their place. They've, uh, they just, can't score right right now they they somehow need to get that one goal and the floodgates are going to open and they'll probably score five in one match and then go on another streak of scorelessness so the jury's still out there uh, they're a big surprise like like we said so anxious to see uh, what what happens as we move forward with the lila yeah well like i said we talked a little bit about pox um i i, I think for me uh, I'll just keep this short, but uh, but Daniel Buddha has been a player that uh, they they brought on to uh, to lead the team yes. to maybe maybe change the mindset a little bit, um, you know, turning them into a winner. Quite honestly, he's had a goal. He's um, just finishing up a three match ban after a red card. Um, you know, as as a leader. Uh, I, I don't know what I could really say about that, but uh, I think it, he's been a little disappointing, quite honestly. And I think most um, Pox supporters would agree if their you know mind was on straight, because you know you, you don't want you don't want your your captain and your your top ins, inspirational player not playing. <laughs> yes. uh, you definitely want somebody who you just signed as a as a top four to be scoring, and he's not doing that either. So. Um, that's been one of the biggest disappointments I've seen so far uh, in the league. And, and, and other than Janos Hahn, who always starts off very strong for Pox, um, not a whole lot that I'm very impressed with. I mean, they're, yeah. again, just right off the, the relegation line early on. They'll probably do okay. They're usually a mid-table team that, that stays there, and they'll, they'll do okay. But not really impressed so far with them. Yeah, no, I agree. On paper, they they look like a very good side, but uh, once they uh, once they enter that pitch, nothing goes right for them. I, I'd like to see Mohamed Remeli play play more. I think when he's in, he's an exciting player. Um, 
But uh, yeah, they're definitely going to be relegation battlers this season from the start. Uh, like Diosher, who we'll talk about later, they've they've been able to stay up. But uh, I think they really miss their manager, Morel uh, Chertoy. I'm not too impressed with Tomislav Sivic, but the results speak for themselves. That I think they'll they'll miss uh, their old manager, and it's it'll be a battle for them. They have the players, but somehow the chemistry is not there, and it's not showing up right now. And like you said, uh, Bode has been a big disappointment. Uh, hopefully, he could get things t- together and uh, get back to his form. Okay, so that was Pucks, and moving from Pucks to uh, Diosher. What do you think about the squad that had the first uh, managerial change of the season? Yeah, I think it was time. Josture um, had Fernando the last couple of years, and he's he's kept him up. And I think they needed somebody else that would not just keep him up this season. Yes. Uh, so Fernando's gone. Not a great start to the season. Um, but uh, but Thomas Fexo is back from um, from MTK last season, has kind of been on a hiatus, and and now he is back in NB1, um, and I think that's where he belongs. I think he's still a good coach. I think he was he was pulled out of the MTK project last season a little too quickly, and um, and they still went down. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't think it was it was uh, it was he that was the problem there, um, but now he's uh, with Yasuo and he's actually done okay. Uh, the, he doesn't have a whole lot to work with, quite honestly. Uh, they they've got some good players. There's no doubt about it. They're not used to winning, uh, at least in the last couple of years. This is a team that has uh, pedigree. This is a team that's been in Europe. They've had successes in the past, but um, right now they're they're struggling to stay afloat. They're just above the relegation line due to their really poor start, but, uh, but they've got some good players. They picked up uh, Rui Pedro. Yes. Who so. played for Haladash last year on loan from Ferenc Farris and uh, hasn't looked as good with uh, Diaz Bure yet, but, uh, but he definitely has a lot of potential. Um, can be a little petulant, but uh, he's a player that, also can get under your skin. He's very talented and can score goals as well. Um, haven't seen a whole lot from Harris Tabakovich, who no surprising came over. Yeah, and he's just he's one of those players, right? That was really exciting a couple seasons ago. Yes. Was injured most of last season. Um, uh, they also picked up uh, Mirko Ivanovsky, who uh, is another forward who can be really good. Uh, and I think they're they're waiting on him to. Uh, he's played just in the last three games now. Started I think in the last three games. But uh, uh, with that, I think that you know they've 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 got some they've got some good players. I just don't know as a team that uh, they're going to be able to come together and on a consistent basis beat teams like let's say Pushkas and Mezhukovich, um, maybe even Kishvarda. They're they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Hopefully they can sign a couple of players over the uh, the transfer window in the winter and and make a run at uh, reaching the table. But I don't know. What do you think? This is a tough one for me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They, I do like the manager. I think it was time. They did pick up their first away win of the season last week against Puck. So that's a good result there. That's Those are the type of teams you have to beat to stay up. Uh, 
they won't beat a Fehervar or Ferenc Farish. They may give him a tough game. for Somehow they have Ferenc Farish's number at times. But uh, they have some interesting players. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on every player you mentioned. Uh, so it'll be a battle for, for them. It'll be a battle. They do have the keeper, uh, Bredislav Danilovic, who I believe joined them from Pushkas. I think he was a good uh, addition to the squad. And I think just time, if they if Fetchko has some time, and like you said, I think they definitely need to get some players in the winter. Uh, but it, it will definitely be a battle for them. They've, they've been somehow able to find a way to stay up. Uh, I don't know if they could continue this, but it sure is going to make for an exciting uh, relegation battle. Yeah. And speaking of relegation, uh, let's talk about promotion. Uh, the last two sides uh, at 11 and 12 are are two promoted teams. I know one of them, Zelliger Seng, has a special place so far in uh, your heart. Tell us about uh, Zelliger Seng. <laughs> yeah, Zelliger Seng is a team that uh, I was impressed with from, from the very beginning, uh, not just because they were underdogs and they came in as a promoted team, but they have played every match very competitively so far. They uh, have uh, not lost. I don't think they've lost by more than one goal. No, exactly. Yes. And, um, you know, they, they, they beat their promotion partners, Kaposvar, 4-0. Um, uh, they've beaten Paksh 3-1. Uh, they're scoring goals, which is huge for a team. It's funny because they right now are in 11th place, just under the line, and they have a plus-one goal differential. Wow, that is um, amazing. So, yeah, so you, you think that through a little bit and just realize how unlucky they've been. Kaposvar, uh, let's say, just say who's in 12th, right below them, have a minus 12. Yeah. So there's a huge difference between the two and and really just have enjoyed watching them play. They play a very uh, confident style. They've got some players that I think uh, they signed Zoltan Stieber from DC yes. United. Uh, they have... Uh, the only American, yes, in Aduva um, Koba, who uh, has scored a couple of goals, including a really nice one against Champions Friday earlier this season. So, uh, just just a fun team to watch. Uh, Patrick Demian, who is their goalkeeper, has been quite impressive, and has has had to be. <laughs> Yes, Andres, exactly. Andres, yeah, Andres Rado is also, he came from Pushkas, and this is uh, a team where he's just slipped in rather nicely. So just a lot of good players, a lot of uh, good teamwork, and I don't think they're going to stay in the relegation zone for long. This is they, They've got mid-table uh, aroma all, all over them, and I'm hoping that they'll be able to turn some of these closer games into, uh, uh, into points. Yes, yeah, it's an exciting team. Uh, you mentioned Ikoba. Just look him up. He's only 22 years old, so he's a young, young man. I think uh, he's he a Dartmouth a, boy. Is he really Dartmouth? Okay, yeah, he's in the Ivy League. Yes, and they have uh, Christian Tomash on loan from uh, Fehervar. He's still a young man at 24. Uh, he tried to tried his life in Italy. Uh, came back to Hungary. Uh, Maybe you made the bad decision of going to Fehervar. It's not quite the place you may want to go to if you're a young player. But uh, they did loan him to Zelliger Seg, so I think he's playing very well. He even earned a call-up 
the national team, but then with an injury, he wasn't able to sit on the bench. The goalkeeper, uh, Patrick Demian, plays for the under-21s. He's an exciting player. Uh, very good keeper. He'll need to be. Because sometimes the defense, uh, with, this, with their style of play, it's exciting football. It's very up and down. Uh, their match a few weeks ago against Kishvarda may have been one of the best matches of the season. Uh, so they have an exciting team. A lot of good players. Uh, Gergo Kuchish uh, came back uh, last season. I believe he was playing the Czech Republic. He's another solid player. So they do have the quality, like you said, I think, to, to stay up uh, in the first division in NBA. So I think they're a team to look for. Uh, look for and I think they'll uh, get those wins that they have not been earning so far and finish as a mid-table team. And uh, last team, uh, probably the team I know the littlest about, Kapushvar, Rakotsi. Second. Why don't, why don't you go first on that one? <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, well, this is the unknown team. I don't know much about them at all. If you look up and down their uh, their lineup, only player who really j- jumps out at me uh, is uh, their striker, Martin Adam. I know played for Vashash. He's, I believe, they're their top scorer. He's a Good, solid player for for them. Uh, their goalkeeper has uh, let them down a few times, uh, Christian Pogacic. Uh, and he's he's an older player. I think he's in his mid-30s. Uh, he's 34 with experience. Uh, he's played all over the place, but he's let the side down. And they've had some tough calls against them. I, I, I have to agree with their with their manager, Laszlo Distill, great player from uh, – Videoton back in the days when they were called Videoton, that they they have had some decisions go against them. I'm not sure if that's because they're the new side, uh, but they they've had some tough calls there. But it's a really mysterious team that I don't know much about. Uh, they they don't back down. I have to give that to them. They give it 110 uh, percent efforts, not in question. Uh, probably the talent is, but uh, they're still. They've won uh, two matches, so they're up there with six points. And uh, hopefully, they can uh, make a run of it and, and not uh, be eliminated too early. Because my prediction was that they would be eliminated quite early, but uh, so far they're they're hanging in there. And Chris, anything you could add about this mysterious club? Um, not a whole lot, honestly. I mean, I think the relegation <laughs> fodder for sure. Um, the one thing that I do think is really interesting is they have four players named Notch on their team. Yes. <laughs> Thomas, Christian, Richard, and Janos Notch. Um, I don't know if any of them are related, but... Uh, I, it's a very common There, was, there was a time at the end of last week's game that all four of them were on the pitch at the same time. Oh, and it was really rather entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> to to find out who you yes, only knew you only track. knew them by their numbers at that point yeah. so <laughs> well that's that's the teams uh welcome to the 2019-2020 we're a third of the way through uh tell me who you think is are going to be the top three heading uh into the holiday season and then maybe who do you feel are going to be um in the relegation zone Okay, so top three, I'll have to go with Ferris Valos. And don't forget, this is just through December going into yes. the spring season. So I'll stick with Ferris Valos, as I said it. Uh, Fehervar, number two, those are really interchangeable. 
I think it depends kind of how the Europa League cuts into this. Then once you have the Hungarian Cup uh, as well, and I think uh, Mezerkovich will be a strong three. And for the bottom, I couple Schwar, I think at twelve is uh, the easy pick. Uh, and I think it's going to be, be between Puck and Diosjer for the bottom. Uh, I think Zelliger said will move up. So I think maybe Kapushvar and let's say Paksh will be at the bottom. What about okay. you, Chris? What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, you and I, uh, we're, we're usually fairly in sync when it comes to yeah, a lot of... exciting <laughs> for our few readers. Yeah, our few, our three. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to ch- change it up a little bit. I think Fahervar is going to... Um, take the uh, the fall season. Uh, I think that I think Ferris Virus is going to put a lot more effort into their last three Europa League games, and I think it's going to take a little bit out of them. So I think um, that'll be the case. I think that Pushkas is going to overtake Mezukavej uh-huh. because uh, you know I hate to say it, but you know Zico Hetti scored the game winner last week. He's back in the side, and and. It, they just they just seem to have a little bit about them this season that uh, they haven't had in the past. You know, we used to joke that they would just get players from all over, and yeah. they would um, almost almost kind of like uh, Farage Fires without the money. They they would sign all these players and throw them at the team and see who would stick. And now they actually have a manager that seems to know what he's doing. Yes, uh, has a plan. And um, they've got some good young players. They've got some uh, good foreign players, some good veterans. They're just a team that, that, as much as I hate to say it, could could give them a run for the money for the podium this season. Exactly. Uh, and so, and then at the bottom, I think um, uh, definitely for sure, Kapishvar. Um, but again, watch them become a mid-table team. You never know. And then I, I think the other is going to be Diaz. I think that they're they're still struggling and will continue to. Uh, I'm kind of banking on, on Daniel Buddha to come in and uh, hopefully grab them, uh, grab the reins and, and get some goals scored and, and, and lead Pushkas. I'm sorry, Posh back to at least mid table or lower mid table. But um, so. So that's that's what I think at this point. Yes. And then, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the the winter signings always play a big part in this, and who has the money to sign the players, how motivated they are to spend that money to stay up. So it depends who who has that cash and and who has yeah. those good scouts to find those players who are available. Yeah. And then the last thing uh, for us before we sign off, we have a. Uh, uh, a U seventeen, yeah, I team. Out about that. No, in the World Cup, yeah, and so uh, wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, it's really exciting for them to get to this level. Uh, they're playing in the World Cup, the U seventeen World Cup in Brazil, and they had their first game on Saturday. Yes, the played against Nigeria. What were your thoughts about that game? Well, have to admit, I just saw half the game, but. It's just exciting to say, to say Hungary and World Cup in the same same sentence, you know, no, no matter which level it's at. So I have to congratulate them on making it this far. So it was really exciting to see them. They played a – I saw the first half, and then I think I 
uh, left and then the team fell apart. So I, I hope I don't take any responsibility for that. But they looked very solid in the first half. I was impressed. Uh, they were playing very good football. Uh, Nigeria had a lot of the uh, possession, which was expected. I think, what, I think they had a 59-41% uh, possession, but they held their own and up till halftime. They were up 2-1, looking very good. They have a lot of exciting players, uh, players from Hungary, the, the top academies, uh, Mteka, Pushkash, Homebeg, uh, have a couple players uh, out playing in foreign countries. So I, I think they have a good chance to uh, advance. They, they play in the group with Australia, Ecuador. So uh, hopefully they can bounce back. I think Nigeria is the top team in the group. But if they can somehow play like they did those first 45 minutes and play like that for a large majority of the game, I think they can advance to the next round. But it's really exciting and it's fun to watch a team in the World Cup. And hopefully these are players who we'll see in the future rising up the ranks and showing off in clubs and the national team. Chris, what about you? You're more of the scout than I am. What did what what did you think? <laughs> well, I thought that they uh, they also played very well uh, playing against a team like Nigeria, who again is a team that has pedigree at this level, uh, have made it to a couple of finals and all that. Um, it, it almost seemed like it was too good to be true, and then within a span of four or five minutes, it went from a, nice. uh, a two-one lead to a three-two deficit. And uh, it was set pieces. It was maybe them getting a little complacent, a little tired towards the end of the game. I'm not sure. But we're talking about 17-year-olds. Yes. And um, a lot of them, though, are, are very professional. You have uh, players like um, um, we had talked about, Andres Nemet, uh, who yes. plays for, for Gank. He's a striker. Um, He's very fast. He's very good. You've got players like uh, for Christian Heggy, who plays, I think he's with West Ham, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Is in there. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, you also have Samuel yeah. uh, Mayor, Red Bull, Salzburg. Salzburg yes. young Hungarians, don't they? They have that gift. So he, he <laughs> played quite well. So yeah, yeah. they have an exciting team. Any, yeah, any other players uh, catch your eye? Well, you mentioned this earlier. Akos, uh, uh, is it Zwiegeber? Plays for Amtika? Your guess um, is good as mine. It's uh, yes. Yes, that's him. We'll call him. He's, yeah. Uh, Zwiegeber. Akos. Akos. Okay, so so somebody will somebody will, will remind us of how to say that. Uh, Please. Whatever. But. Again, another player that we saw in uh, in qualifying who yes. was really, really impressive. And we didn't get to see a whole lot of him in the first game. He came on as a late sub. Hopefully he'll he'll factor a little bit more. Uh, and by the time this this episode drops online, they'll have played their second match, which is Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah, I, it, there's still a good possibility for them to reach the the knockout stages of this competition, and we'll just see how how well they do against Australia. Um, and then uh, uh, we had one one question 
from one of our followers on Twitter. Um, and this is from, from Zach. Uh, his handle is at some cruise dude. Uh, <laughs> and he asked the question, the U-17s made the World Cup for the first time since 1985. Oh. And first qualification ever. Is there anything to make of this? Just a good age group or a sign of bigger things? Um, you know, I, one of the things that I, re- I really drew me to Hungary as, was the uh, their history, but also watching them uh, reach their Euros the last time they were in, and then being able to see some of the young talent. Remember Thomas Mortimer talking about Sobosly before he became a national and now a continental phenomenon, and um, seeing players like Kevin Chubot, who was over at uh, in Portugal, yes. and he's also kind of coming through uh, another player that uh, is one to watch. And then don't forget also, uh, we've got another U-17 team playing in qualifiers right now, and they're all 16-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> and they drew Belarus nil-nil, and I think they beat Latvia 3 nil. And they're they they're topping the group with 16 year olds. So I do think that there are some really good players. And you mentioned too, uh, there are some really good uh, academies in Hungary at the moment. And I think the money that they're throwing is helping. Um, but we're also drawing good coaches, good tacticians, and we're we're seeing the, the that product right now. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can really make a good prediction into the future of how well they're going to be, but I, I really like what I'm seeing. They're and, so good. Yes. And they're definitely improving. Yeah, no, Chris, I, I, I agree with you. It's really hard because these are young lads uh, under 17, but they're making good progress. Hopefully they can, can continue it. Uh, there was a Hungarian team in uh, 2010, I believe, the under 20 uh, FIFA World Cup. They made that as well, and they finished third there. They had players like uh, Vladimir Koman, who you'd be hard-pressed to know where he's at right now. I believe he's somewhere in the Middle East. But they had some skilled players there. Christian Nemet, uh, the, the keeper, uh, whose name's uh, eluding me at the moment. But they had a good team there that, 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 that finished third place, so they were a little older at the time. It's interesting to see where they're at. I, uh, Nemzeti Sport did a little write-up, and they're all over the place. Uh, you got players in Germany, uh, back in Hungary. You even have players in the third division. So it'll be interesting. They're so young, so it's that's the hard place. But I think they have a good manager. Preisinger was a good player in, in, in mm-hmm. his time. Maybe if they had someone a little older and experienced, maybe it would be good. But he did, like, he did get the team to the World Cup, so I can't. Can't uh, question that, but it's exciting, and it's exciting that these are names that we get to know, and we can keep tabs on them and see how they see where they are in uh, five, seven, ten, ten years. But uh, it's exciting, and hoping they advance. I wish them all the luck. Uh, it's great to hear the Hungarian national anthem at any uh, World Cup. It's been quite a while, so looking forward to it. Yeah, and just so you know, um, Koman is with Sipahan in Iran at the moment. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you, you'd asked uh, where, where he was, somewhere in the Middle East. And I'm just, I'm just, I looked it up. 
online. <laughs> he plays for Sipahan. 38 national team appearances from yeah. 2010 to 2015. But yeah, so um, the future is bright, I think. Yes, it is. Zach, and we're looking forward to to seeing them uh, qualify for more and more international tournaments. So, um, well, everybody, or y'all, as we say here in North Carolina, we're really glad that you uh, decided to listen to this last hour or so of us just rambling. But um, hopefully we'll continue to do this. We'll t- continue to get better and live up to Thomas Mortimer's great presence on this football podcast. But um, we're, we're just glad to, to be able to do this, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll keep this up. So thanks again for listening. Yes, as they say in uh, Hungary, Gisont Latastra, until we speak again.